Hello, welcome to the Night Shift Football Podcast. No fancy outdrawn intros this week because, frankly, we're not in the fucking mood, to be honest. Um, football has kicked us all in the dicks this week. Um, we're also having a little bit of an issue with sound quality, but we hope this turns out alright. Um, it'll be alright. You'll listen anyway. Um, but I guess we'll just jump straight into... Uh, the Super League chat this week. Tommy, how you going? I'm a, I'm appalled. Appalled. <laughs> the big six stole all our money, so we can't get new audio equipment, <laughs> and it's really affecting our our output. This is what happens when the big guys try and take from the little guys. Um. Yeah, I really don't know where to start with this. Um, it could go on and on. Where do you want to start? Not why. I guess because we woke up this morning thinking that it was they were still involved in it or they were still trying to play this out. And now they've withdrawn in all of two days. Just like that. On a whim, basically. Acting like it's okay as well. Do you think, I mean, it came in the wake, when I went to bed, the Premier League, the 14 clubs put out a statement, like a joint statement decrying it and saying, don't do it. All of this, we don't want you a part of the Premier League if that's what you're going to do. Do you think maybe, this is what I've been trying to grapple with this morning, what, what actually made them change their mind? And for it to happen so fast, surely there was a plan to elongate this a little bit further. It all seems a bit quick, doesn't it? Um, Too quick for them to have planned it like this. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I already kind of, from my perspective, it had already, the damage had already been done anyway. So I, you know, just, I didn't really have anything else apart from being pissed about it in the first place. And nothing's changed because at the end of the day, they still made their decisions to go and do it. And they're these bloody piss weak statements this morning. Um, I was fucking ropeable with Arsenal's decision to do it in the first place. And then their backtrack this morning to say, just this weak argument about they were scared they were going to be left behind and they just wanted to protect the future of the club. That's a load of fucking absolute wank. Like, it is here, absolute here. wank. Here, here, that is wank. Um, so, yeah. I, when I first saw it, Sunday, was it Sunday night? Monday morning? It was like just it started 15 minutes after the Fulham game. Coming, coming out. And like, I just sat there for two hours watching Arsenal put up absolute shit. <laughs> like, drawing with a 97th minute equaliser against fucking relega- relegation battling... Fulham. Assisted by Matt Ryan, no less. A club that hasn't won a title since 2004. Yeah. And then announcing, with no, regard, with no regard for spectators or fans or members, just announcing proudly that, yeah, we're one of 12 founding members of the Super League. Fuck off. Those tweets by the social admin teams were very weird. They were just like one sentence... No exclamation points, no, like, emo- you know, nothing. There was no characterization. Pathetic, to it. weak statements that didn't have. Um, yeah. I noticed the way a lot of clubs did it as well is they didn't attach any names. Exactly. There was no CEOs or football directors or chairmen or owners attaching their name to it. 100%. It's just a blanket statement saying, this is what we're doing, done. Yep. This is on behalf of the club, not by any singular individuals making decisions yep. without informing anyone else down the chain. Like, you know, players didn't know. Uh, managers didn't know. We saw Klopp's reaction after the before and after the Leeds Liverpool game. He was, I mean, the players they all held to the same tune that they were just not informed. They had no idea this was happening. Yeah. Could you? How could you not tell the the club, the actual people inside the club? How did nobody know? Well, it's. I guess it's all just part of this big bloody circle of. Um, it's just a big dick swinging fucking billionaire thing, isn't it? All these owners of these clubs, they don't really... This is where it's hard to like... You don't know where to draw the line between like... Uh, do we say this club or this owner? Exactly. Because it's the owners that are doing this. Are they one and the same? The owners that wanted this. Um, it's hard to know where where you distinguish between club and owner. But... That almost, that almost comes down to someone's individual politics and almost how they, how they see structures in life and stuff like that. Whether or not the person that owns this thing 
is the sole proprietor and the sole, you know, they get to make all the decisions yeah. whatsoever. Or whether or not it's a community and whether or not it's it means more, which I guess you saw the reaction to the news. It looks like it means more. Uh, in what sense? Go on, sorry. Just the fan protests and uh, yeah. just the general reaction that was, I mean, disgust, yeah, I, mean, I think, was the worldwide trend for the day on Monday. Yeah, to an extent. I think there was still, obviously... I think their idea behind this was they would be able to uh, capitalize on the American, Asian, and African markets. Um, and because there was, there has been some support for it, for the Super League from fans, um, particularly from those demographics. Yeah. They don't have the same sort of attachment to it anyway. It's just an entertainment uh, factor for them. Yeah, so, I, I saw Australian football fans defending the idea. Yeah, I saw Juve fans defending it because on yeah. the grounds that UEFA is corrupt. <laughs> Fucking hello, you're Juventus. <laughs> the irony is not lost on me. It's been an ironic couple of days. How was, what was your uh, initial reaction to it? Because we, when we spoke about it a few weeks ago, the potential of this happening, um, you, yeah. you were very much of the let them go cat, uh, category. What a, um, what a bloody good time to start a football pod. If we're yeah, thinking timing. entirely selfishly, which... Um, Funnily enough, that seems to be the flavor of the month. Just thinking with your own self-interest. But uh, yeah, I thought kick him out. Just let him go. If they want to do it, see ya. I don't care. I can care less. These teams in my eyes are already brands more than they are uh, football clubs. Yep. They're, it's obscene. And I, the, just the amount of wealth and the power that they have over it just seemingly to be able to call a bluff like this mm. and to have you know, administrations and leagues and bodies and stuff like that falling over themselves to accommodate, to bring them back in. Mm. I mean, I don't know if you saw the the proposed Champions League reforms, maybe just some leaked drafts of what they were intending of doing. UEFA have announced it anyway. Now, oh, so since, think, yeah, they've actually... This is the thing. UEFA officially announced so that was their official. new format. Okay. Uh, the one, I think the one that we were talking about was... 10 guaranteed games. Initially a um, shared... That was from another source, but then UEFA have since... Mm. Had since it seemed like an official that, German source. Yeah. Anyway. Well, they um, yeah, that was an official source, but they were just they were saying that this is, uh, it hadn't come from UEFA itself by then, and since they announced that UEFA did announce it. So this themselves. is this is the plan that allows special allocation of spots for elite clubs. Yeah. So essentially, um, they'll get that fucking spot anyway. Yep. They'll get their guaranteed. Revenue. They don't have to because this is. That's, this is the fucking reason they wanted it in the first place. Like, especially the like from Juve, Madrid, Barca, mm-hmm. their chairman and owners. It's all about the clubs in massive debt. They wanna, they don't want to. They believe they have a right to just play in the Champions League every year. Yeah. They don't want to have to qualify for it. They don't want any risk of not being in it. Even though, let's be honest, the risk of them not being in it, like for a club like Juve, Barcelona, Real Madrid, a little yeah. a little less so in England but it's still the same group of teams. Um, they're going to be in the fucking thing anyway. It's minimal, if none, especially Spain. I mean, when we get on Germany later, that league's wrapped up now, seemingly three weeks all over. Like these, I mean... So what happens if you get the situation where... So the way for thing is having this spot. If, you don't, if a, an elite club doesn't qualify, they get a spot in it anyway, yeah. based on fucking whatever. Yeah. So what happens yeah, if you get a situation where... So many of those elite clubs don't finish in qualifying positions. Do they just take the spot of other teams that did qualify? Deserving like, teams, yeah. How many spots are you going to allocate? The whole, um, the whole thing about earning it, the Champions League thing. Oh, earn on, the, it. on the Leeds United shirts. Yeah. yeah, and then that's kind of out the window now already because UEFA are happy to give spots to teams that haven't earned it. Exactly. So the whole message, I mean, if you think that there's been some kind of win by them abandoning the Super League... You're, you're fooling yourself, unfortunately, because it's exact. They've thrown their weight around. They've walked in, thrown their dicks on the table and thought, well, what are you going to do? Yeah. And once again, we've relented. Like football fans have been relenting for 30 years since the establishment of the Premier League. It has been a money grab from the start. Yeah. And the Super League was, I mean, uh, Arsene Wenger 10 years ago said that this is a thing that is going to happen because there's going to come a point you can threaten it, threaten it, threaten it, and eventually... There's going to be no more room to give and you're just going to have to let them do it. So that's why I'm thinking we just let them do it now and we sort our own shit out. 
because just the gutless nature to do it during COVID, where there's not a fan in the stadium to revolt against it. Yeah. I thought, oh, because we would have seen in the Liverpool Leeds game, you probably would have seen fans walk across the aisle, joined in protest against what was going on, without a shadow of a doubt. It's likely, yeah. Um, we saw Chelsea fans delay their bus by an hour before the game this morning. I don't... Um, part of me wishes they just went and fucking did it still. Like, because now we've got this other situation where <laughs> clubs have backflipped on their decision and people are making out that they're fucking heroes for it. Oh, the delusion. Like, people saying they're proud of their club for, like, turning around now and saying no to it. Like, no, they fucking... Don't be fooled by them trying to go, oh, you know, we've, we're backtracking because of the fans, because yeah. of the fan age. They fucking were hoping every step of the way that fans would stay with them on this for some reason. I really think naive were, on their part. I think they were banking on the new growth markets like you just mentioned before making enough noise that's the future yeah it doesn't because then like you know there was speculation if you have a Europe, uh, European Super League and say Man City's playing some other oil giant team you could take games to New York or you can yeah. take them to Melbourne and you can play these games with their affiliate clubs and then it just becomes like Formula One well that's what um, they were talking about on the Guardian pod Jonathan Wilson was talking about like if you get into this Super League position where the clubs essentially become more of a franchise, you know, if you look at the way leagues like that are set up that don't have, you know, um, they just have like like other sports where it's just a league, like the AFL. Yeah, a closed um, system league. And the teams are kind of based in cities dependent on like the, you know, populations and stuff. Like you wouldn't have realistically a, a Super League for Europe. Why would it have three teams in London? It makes no sense. And he said, like, once owners have this sort of control, what's stopping them from just moving these franchises? They're exactly. detached. They're detached from the community anyway. Exactly. And then you end up, yeah, like you said, with like Man City. Maybe they they play. They probably end up playing home games in bloody UAE or Dubai or wherever. For sure, you know they would wherever the wherever the money was. That's where they would be taking the teams. Mm. Um. That's why I thought the Leeds admin posting after the game, Leeds United won, Merseyside Reds won, was fucking hilarious. <laughs> it just plays into the franchise nature of... I mean, we've been talking about... Everyone's been talking about business and football for yonks, man. Forever now. And this is, this is the end game of it. This is where it finishes. Yeah. And if, if we're at the point now where they're threatening to do it, and within two days, UEFA is so certain that they are going to do it, they relent immediately, we're there. We're basically there. Yeah. So what, um, I guess, what would you like to see happen now? What happens like, because I would love, I personally think these clubs, especially the six in the Premier League, we, we often do this from a more Premier League perspective because um, that's what most our audience kind of watches, I guess. It's but what, it's, to be fair, it's what I watch the most it's of It's what well. you watch the most I of. I whinge about it, but I watch the most um, But like, what happens now? Like, I, I want to see these clubs fucking get books thrown at them. I want them fucking... I don't know. What do we do? I what just, what I do they do with them? I don't actually think there's any actual ground for punishment. I mean, we could create one. You could create one. For sure. I can't, I'd be on board with it. <laughs> I think any kind of points deduction would be hollow. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know that Leicester or West Ham would feel... I mean, they probably would. They probably wouldn't give a shit because they'll be in the Champions League. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe a points deduction because that's, that's what would hit them if, if you made a lot of these teams because you would see Liverpool, Spurs, Arsenal, they would yeah. definitely miss out. Chelsea probably would miss out if you gave them a hefty enough points fine. And that would, yeah, disable them from playing in what they want to do. Uh, you know, a monetary fine doesn't matter because these guys are rich as shit. They don't give a fuck. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It'll get written off somewhere. They'll probably lay off Gunnosaurus again. They won't. Yeah. Like, they'll find a way. Oh, fucking, yeah. Just, <laughs> well, I'm fucking done with Arsenal, aren't I? I'm just fucking... I was going to... Uh, yeah, I was going to say, is what, a lot of what you're saying out of the perspective of the league and football in general, or is this as an Arsenal fan? Are you you're going to rip up your season I think, ticket? Metaphorically. Uh, yeah, as an Arsenal fan, um, well, as... I'd like to say, as a former Arsenal fan, I just can't fucking... Damn. I, I wrote that thing the other day, uh, that little piece on the website the other day about it. I just can't fucking it's very good. follow a club like this anymore. I just 
I know we've spoken the last few years, I've messaged you kind of sporadically about becoming more and more disillusioned with it. I just cannot see, it kind of, we always try not to blend football and politics and stuff. Really? But there reaches a point where (laughs) you kind of fucking have to. And it reaches a point where I care more about, like, I care more about, um, I guess, society and humanity to a point that doesn't, um, where I just have, there's no need for like, when you look at the balance of the wealth in the world, I cannot justify, like, I always speak out heavily against, you know, the ideas of billionaires and people like this. And so I can't do that and then also spend money on merchandise from a team like this, from a club like this, that's going into the pockets of this, some billionaire fuck in America who doesn't give a shit about any of his supporters or the club or where the club's from. Like, he's not from... Or his players or his manager you know, or like, anybody. <laughs> yeah, he's just a guy that had money and found... I don't think it matters which club he bought. It's just like, oh, which, which football club can I buy into? They're not attached to anything. It's all just business. And I cannot justify any longer supporting a system like that. So, yeah. Good riddance. It's, it, it's the sort of thing where, like, you know, in future... Um, I'll still I'll still see Arsenal games because I'm a football fan. Yeah. First and foremost, we're football fans. Yeah. So I'll still watch football. Sometimes that will be an Arsenal game. Sometimes that'll be a Leeds game. I didn't. Sometimes it'll be a Man United game or a Chelsea exactly. game I or it'll be watch, an Italian game. I didn't watch Newcastle you know? West Ham on the weekend because I love Newcastle and West Ham. No, we watched <laughs> it because you love football. Yeah. Exactly. And also had money on it, but because I love football. Yeah. So. You know, I'll still see games and take note of results, and there'll still be players that you like. Of course. And players you want to watch. Uh, because you like to be entertained by the sport. But in terms of actually getting behind a club like Arsenal... Attaching yourself to it. Attaching myself to it. I can't do it anymore. It's done. Because that's what being a fan is. It's, it's a representation of yourself as well. And it's, uh, it's, it's indicative of the community groups that you yeah. as, and, and the people you associate with and stuff like that. Uh, I think we were, we were talking about it last night. We were like when the A-League started. Because to be brutally honest, the A-League is... It's all franchised. Yeah, it's all franchise. Um, I mean, if, if everything starts somewhere eventually, I suppose. But that's a little bit contradictory because we do have football clubs in, in Australia that predate the A-League many decades, mm. even centuries in some cases. Yeah. Um, but uh, I've lost my point. We're talking about franchises. Oh, uh, you said when the A-League started. <laughs> yeah, when the, when the A-League started, it could have been any variation of an Adelaide United side. It could have been Adelaide Wanderers. It could have been whatever. Adelaide whatever. The Port Adelaide demon head. Like, it didn't, it didn't matter. It was an Adelaide team in the national competition. Yeah. So we were going to get around that we were because gonna, we're from Adelaide. And we're going to attach ourselves to that because it, yeah. we thought that it could represent who we are. And, and the thing we like most about it is... Like, if you look at the squad Adelaide has now, we're just using Adelaide as an example because that's where we're from. But, you know, the, the players that are playing for it, the people that are involved in that club are from the, the same kind of circles that we are locally. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's like players that were... Or like people you know know them or you might know players or, you know, it's all... You went to school with still, this guy. It's you still, played against yeah, this it's guy. It's still right. attached to... The Adelaide football community. Mm. It's not like you feel. I think it, I, it last night more. when we were talking about it, I compared it to say Arsenal. How many people that play for Arsenal are from the area exactly. that Arsenal was in? There's no attachment Two? there at all. It's, Two? I have yeah, no idea. I don't know. Very few. The, there's English players. I don't know how many of them are from that specific area, mm. North London. But you know, yeah. So it's pretty grim. It's grim. <laughs> it's all fucking grim. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know where to go with this. Um, I just thought no one's really covered themselves in much glory throughout the whole thing. I think you could almost take shot. I, I thought, <laughs> I thought Klopp was a little bit hypocritical in the way that he came out wildly swinging at everyone, <laughs> just everybody. anyone and everyone, no matter what they say. Whatever question it was, I can't he was work out if he's anti Super League or pro Super League at the I think moment. He's, he's just, just, just swinging football, just German. He's not, yeah, <laughs> just, <laughs> just so, on the defensive. Yeah. <laughs> Just getting in ahead. The whole the whole thing really reminded me of you know the episode of The Simpsons where Monty Burns rings in all of the pro baseball players because he got a million no. dollar bet on. No. Oh, dude, it's hilarious. It just reminded me exactly of that. All these millionaires coming in, changing the grassroots, working class, socialist beginnings of footballers, football teams, 
and everything that they mean to... I mean, because that's what it is. It's the fans in England that are really suffering from all of this. Yeah. We are almost an example of where the Super League is trying to go. Us being on the other side of the world. Yeah. Being so passionate and devoted to this sort of thing. We're almost a little bit of the problem. And I think at the end of all of this, we've got to realize that we are uh, part of this. We are part of the problem as well. Because I think it's being... The headlines are saying fans win. Fans revolt, fans win. But Fans I, haven't won. We ha- no, because we continue to put up with the shit, you know, the foundations that have been laid for this to happen. Because yep. this doesn't happen out of nowhere. These clubs don't decide to break away. Yep. I was saying to you last night, that the, the big six in England are almost a breakaway group anyway. Essentially, they, yeah. They are almost always finishing in the top half of the table, if not ever. Like, how long has it been? Even Arsenal this season, woeful most for the most part, but still ninth. Yeah. It's almost impossible for them to lose. So where is the anti-competitiveness in that? Yeah. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Um, I don't really know how to counter it right now, but... <laughs> just, there's, it's exhausting, isn't it? Yeah, no, my mind's everywhere at the moment. Because um, there's just so much... Uh, there's just so many different angles to this <laughs> that you can look at. Um, but I guess... Like, the other point I was saying to you last night, like, where... Um, well, it was more this morning about uh, now that the clubs have changed their mind, um, these owners and these clubs are going to get off the hook anyway, like you just said, because supporters already this morning all saying they're proud of their club for reversing their decision and they're, you know, they're, oh, thank God for that. Mm, like, tough. That was a wicked two like, days. Oh, so it didn't mean anything to you then. Like, they doesn't, haven't those owners already just sent a message to you that they don't give a fuck? Yeah. And they're going to try and do this shit again. And that's, that's why I pressed the point so much in that article I wrote the other day about like, get fucking next time you're thinking about buying merchandise and things from these clubs, think about where your money's going. You work your ass off all week for your money to pay. We pay for like 100 plus bucks for shirts these days for a fucking match shirt. It's ridiculous. It's a replica. It's not even the match and It's shirt. a replica. It's, it's, you know, um, just fucking... Take that money, put it in your pocket, go to your local club, support your local football or something. Yes. Um, you'll get much more out of it. It's a much more, you know. A league, but even lower than A league. Go down. Yeah. Walk. This is, I mean, this is how. MPL, amateur football. Like. This is how we fell in love with the game. You walk down to your local club. That's my, how we fell in love with the game. Mine was Manapara. Yours yeah. was Manapara too, but. Mine was, yeah, Manapara. And then when I was, um, when I was old enough to ride my bike further away from home, <laughs> I'd ride down to the Downs. But just that's a fucking fair ride from Craigmore. Yeah, no, it's not. Oh, that's a bit of a hook. Come on, for a kid. <laughs> yeah, for a ten-year-old. Yeah, but yeah, that's where we. That's where backpack. we. <laughs> yeah, backpack full of beers at ten. <laughs> but that's where we fell in love with the game. That's where, like, I think what did we say the other day about like that being, like, at the worst, that's like you know, I can't remember what I said. Oh yeah, it was a really good quote too. Fuck, it was pretty deep. It was yeah. like Bielsa levels of football philosophy. <laughs> Like, at the minimum, like, as a football fan, that's where it's at. Like, you can be at that level. Mm. That's where it all starts, anyway, the local level. So, get out there and support that. Like we said, you're football fans. We're football fans, not, like... We always have this argument about where people say they don't watch the A-League because it's shit quality. Yeah. Like, but they watch the Premier League and, like, what? Like, even though there's shit games in the Premier League. Even though there's shit games in the Premier League that are awful to watch. Like, who's... We don't watch football just because of the quality. If that was the case, we wouldn't have Division 5 soccer clubs, Division 4 soccer clubs, Division 3 soccer yeah, clubs. with like a thousand people out there like, watching them. Yeah, <laughs> with a few hundred people out there watching amateur soccer. Like, you wouldn't have them it's if people only watched because of quality. If everything was down to the profit motive and everything was done purely for the best and the absolute most superlative, yeah. not, like so much of this shit would not exist. Yeah. Bendigo on a Wednesday wouldn't exist. <laughs> Talking racing now. <laughs> But nonetheless, it's been it's been a crazy couple of days. I thought because I watched the Leeds game against Liverpool, I was really excited to see what was going to happen, and what happened was nothing. It was so flat. There's no fans in the stadium. There's that, but it also just it casts this massive shadow on one the validity of the game, but two almost on the intentions of everyone out there. I just was watching it, thinking, does any of this really matter? Yeah. What they've done now, and then Leeds, we've got to play Man United this weekend. 
And I'm thinking, fuck, man, we've got to roll through all these big six teams now yeah. after what they've done. And I'm thinking, what's the it's what, almost what's, like, in it, what's in it for us? It's almost what's like for the, the collective football community should almost just let them win. Almost. Let the big six don't win even every show game, up. And then we just don't acknowledge it. Because it's almost... It's we such, just celebrate whoever finishes seventh as the winner or I something. I think that's brilliant. Amongst fans. I we think just, that's a great you know, idea. We just go, fuck them. The, yeah, you won. Cool. Well the hot, yeah. I love that. That's a really good idea. <laughs> Because I never happen, but it would never happen. It's it's the thing we were talking about with the food prices at Adelaide Oval. Yeah, oh man, the fucking shit. We were talking about this last night. The willpower of people. Like it started with saying this Super League, you know, for all the disgust people showed to it, they're all still gonna support their clubs and still watch it without a doubt. You know, it's the same. Like you know, this is why we can't fucking achieve anything major as people here because people are just so selfish. Like. Every year, there's mass outrage at the price of food and drink at Adelaide Oval or whatever. But, you know, fucking Janice still wants to have her hot dogs. So <laughs> people will still go and buy a beer at Adelaide Oval exactly. or still buy a hot dog. So they'll just leave the prices where they are. They don't care about the outrage because people are still going to fucking lap it up. Yeah. But they'll still remain angry at the fact that they they'll have still to remain pay angry it, yeah. And they don't want to do anything about it. It's, in, it's, so, complete, it's psychotic. Yeah. You, ha- you literally have the power. Yeah. And this wasn't, for me, what happened with the Super League. It wasn't an example of fan power because the fans didn't get anything. They're still no, they didn't get anything. It's, and it's, the everything other, stays the way it was, which was shit anyway. Exactly. The fans of the other 14 Premier League teams, how do you think we feel? Yeah. We're looking at this now thinking, oh, you guys think you're too good for us, eh? So good that you don't... So good that you would threaten the existence of this division. You yeah. would threaten the history and the future of our sides ever playing again. Yeah. And then you just come back and go, oh, sorry, guys. Yeah. Oh, we got it wrong. Big bluff. Oh, somehow we didn't read the room on this one. Somehow we had no idea this would piss everyone off. <sighs> Fuck me. <laughs> Where do we go now? I don't, yeah. I, I, I don't just, know. I don't know. I just really want to really drill home that point. Um, uh, I had I had the other point I did want to make. We kind of discussed it yesterday, but like, um, I don't know if we need to go into it really. But it's just like from a personal point of view, like, you're they uh, they just fucking ruin everything. These these owners ruin everything. Like, uh, like I'm a massive baseball fan, right? Oh, yeah. And I've just stated all these reasons why I can't support Arsenal anymore because I don't believe in this shit. But I'm a massive base- baseball fan as a kid. I grew up watching the Red Sox and I love the Red Sox. They're the same. They own Liverpool. So, you know, what do I have to stop fucking watching them as well? Like, what do you do? Yeah. I mean, San, San Francisco 49ers have uh, quite a large stake in Leeds United now too. So it's, it, it, it's money. It's, it's the confliction of money, which is why, and thank you for lending me this book, John Nicholson's Can We Have Our Football Back is really essential reading at the moment. It really is essential reading. His manifesto in the last few pages on what do we want, how that we can actually actually bring football back to the fans. The whole, the whole premise of the book is getting football back to the working class, really. Yeah, how the Premier League is ruining football it's, and what we can do about yeah. it. Yeah, it's not a game for fans anymore. It's not a game for, you know... The hard-working Monday to Friday grinders, you know? It's turned its back on what it was. I mean, oh, we said... it's. I mean, it's a league born out of Thatcherism and Rupert Murdoch's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's all the same characters. It's funny that all of these problems stem back to the same thing, but they continue to bleed over into every intersection of there's, society. There's always a... We're getting very political now, but there is always a very small portion of the world population controlling everything have all the money and that's that's not even getting that's not getting tinfoil hatty this or isn't conspiracy. pizza this is a this pizza is, gate <laughs> these are real stats these yeah. are real stats that the percentage of wealth owned by like the tiny one percent at the top compared to the billions of people every week that are living week to week sometimes day to day and <laughs> yeah it just goes back to my point why would we keep giving money to these people and supporting them yeah it's a salient point. So I guess, um, I don't know if we have anywhere else to go on it, but I just really want to drill home that message that you should all do what you can to support your local clubs. Ooh, welcome back. What one, do you got? One take, bitches. <laughs> what have you got? 
Uh, let's talk actual football. Let's talk our franchise. Yes, let's talk ours. And the way that I the mighty fucking Reds. The way that I justify my support of this is we know the A League's poor. We're the unwanted code of, of football yeah. in Australia, so yeah. we're the underdog. You can get behind the underdog. You can. It's all about how you spin the narrative, guys. No, Adelaide, very good on the weekend. Although I must confess, didn't see a minute of the game. Neither. It's <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do this again. We're going to talk about Adelaide having not seen the game. What I like most about this is generally, if you're listening to this, you've probably seen the game. Like you're... You're, you're an avid fan. You're someone invested in it. That's why you listen to two uh, of Maybe. I've heard a few, few people tell us they listen because they don't watch the game. Oh, this is even better. <laughs> they hear what we say about it. So but Ad- Adelaide won 8 nil, right? It's outstanding performance. <laughs> 8 nil. Urich, five penalties. It was, it was something to, yeah. It was like when Australia used to play Tonga. <laughs> yeah, Archie Thompson came out of retirement. For Adelaide and scored 13. No, he did his uh, ACL again. Oh, he did his ACL. Fuck. Oh. Anyway, no, we had a very good uh, tour. We did watch the mini. We caught up. We watched some highlights. We can comment on the highlights Sponsored that we did by see. KO. Yeah, it looked like, so like jam-packed 20 the, minutes. The goals and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, from what we could make out, looks like we had the better of it in the first 15 minutes. Yeah, because uh, Andy Harper said so. <laughs> he said, I don't been good the first 15 minutes. You don't give away the No, I'm giving it away. This we're being the, honest. We're being open. Traders' tips. No, yeah. we're not being liars. We're going to be here. transparent. We're open. We're honest. But uh, yeah, for more reports, Adelaide pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Despite going two 0 down, came back. Oh, a good two all draw. We've given up the ghost. No. Yeah, we're, we're almost. We almost just have to move on from this game already. No, I think, no, what, what we can talk about is where we were exposed with the two goals, and they were very similar goals. Um, Sydney's advantages are their strikers, and is it strikers, or would you say they're playing with striker two wingers? Barbarossa uh, is pretty much through the middle most of the time. No, he, he springs wide, because yeah. they've got Ninkovic running through the middle, pulling mm. strings, and he's very good at it. Yes, he is. You do not yeah. want to lose. We gave the ball up a lot inside our own half. Uh, we were the downfall of, our, of ourselves most of the time. From what we saw, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but both goals, we were sprung in similar circumstances. Very square, high line, which I don't mind. Um, but when it doesn't work, it got it looks so average. It can look really <laughs> average. And both goals did look average in our part. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't really hold Gauchi to any sort of blame for the second one. I thought he came off his line, read it oh, well. He does well. He smothers the... He's really unlucky. It just you think falls unlucky, straight yeah. to the feet of Bobo again. Yeah, like, I thought it was unlucky. There's nothing more he can do than smother it off the feet of Costa. There was a couple of... I saw a couple of comments like, oh, maybe he's got to push that out into a wider area, but it does just uh, He doesn't... Like, the ball is literally contact. at Costa's feet when he gets there, and yeah. it's not like... Because it's that heavy touch. He doesn't get any choice in which way the ball comes off him. He's yeah. just blocking him. No, And I then he's got, he's got two defenders there. You know, nine times out of ten, the ball doesn't fall perfectly to the feet of Bobo. You Probably know, not. It falls to one of your other defenders that are there. We had the numbers there. We did have the but numbers. Yeah, it just fell straight back to him. And he... <laughs> it was kind of sad how it trickled through Timothy's legs as <laughs> yeah. well on the way through. Yeah. Um, but, you know, last season, that would have killed us, I think. 2-0 down to Sydney as well. It would The have. champions were yeah. away from home. Um, even this season, away from home, we haven't shown that sort of resilience a lot. Yeah. Um, but that's such a fantastic effort. This side, I, they, you know... We've done really well in establishing consecutive win streaks and we've done well in difficult games where we've come from behind before. But I think the consistent resilience that we're seeing from this side now is making me believe that, yeah, we should probably be in the top six, if not the top four come the end of this. Definitely. We're getting pretty close. I think we're only 10 we're games close. left. Yeah. Um, we, yeah, I think for any, for any side over the last few seasons to have come from 2-0 down away to Sydney would be a big... It's a big result. Would be noteworthy. So um, for this Adelaide side to do it, especially given the way we played away from home early this season. Woeful. Uh, really bad. You know. Um, I was out watching a local football, hence why I didn't see the game. But um, at 2-0 down, I thought, eh, you know, kind of disappointing, but away to Sydney. I know they're below us on the table, but they're... Mm, it's close. You know, but they're, they're Sydney. Yeah, exactly. They still are the champions. Um, they still are the champions. But um, and then see, we came back and got a draw. Was you know, I was ecstatic with that. And to see Urich scored as well with his feet. With his feet. I mean, that that wasn't a penalty. 
the assist. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. The assist from the referee was what got me. He was so close. You may as well have given it to him. Why was he so close? What the fuck is he doing? Why is Sean Evans standing that close? It looks like, and he's doing like little mini steps as if he's yeah. going to take it too. He was the third <laughs> man over the ball. It was. He wanted to welly it with his left boot. Like he said, imagine he got in the way of it. That, yeah. Just the uproar. Well, all it would have done, I reckon, is Adelaide fans would have gone, no, oh, are we taking a stupid short free kick? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind that the ref got in the way. It definitely would have been, yeah. The but he didn't the get players. in the way, and you Fucking buried it. Hammers at home. Yeah. Brilliant. Very good. That's a great finish. But is he finally in a little bit of touch, do you nope. think? Nope. I uh, still have really big concerns over Tommy. He does, as I think lots of people do. He scores very isolated goals, which are really, like, they are yeah. not representative of his overall play. No, they're not. I, I know people have, have that argument about, like, you know, oh, it's just, you know, it's just the striker's job just to score goals. So yeah. if he only gets one touch a game and scores a goal, you know, that's fine. But uh, is it fine? Especially no, if we draw two all. I don't think it is fine. And probably not in I don't the think way, it is fine. Probably not in the style that we play either. No. Because we've got wingers and midfielders well, that can like, score goals. This is what we so said about the MacArthur game. We're not just relying on him to score goals. This is what we said about the MacArthur game. Is it looked like we were playing with ten men sometimes. Yeah. With him. We had plenty we were okay on the ball, and sure, one of their defenders still has to be wary of him. He's still out there. They've got to keep mind. He's yep. still out there, you know, uh, you know, defender has to mark him. But he's not contributing at all. He's just, you know. I would rather him be involved in the play. I'd rather him be involved in the play. If he was dropping deeper uh, into halfway, and I know it doesn't suit his style of play because he's not going to be able to get on his bike yep. to, you know, get up there and join Goodwin and Halloran and the no. guys bobbing on. But that's why I think we look so much more dangerous when Torre's up there or Yankee's Yangi. up there or, you know, Pacific's up there. Yeah. Which is a really funny conundrum to have. To finally, it's weird, isn't it? Finally, we bring. We're in sitting here criticizing big, a guy scoring goals, uh, and it's like our big marquee striker. Like, could you imagine ten years ago we signed a striker like this? We would have been. I yep. mean, we did kind of, but di- different, different Tommy at that time. But for ages, we've just cried out for a designated number nine big guy that's going to bang home goals, and yep. like we may have that now, and it could be not what we want. <laughs> It is weird, isn't it? Ah, um, oh, yeah. Oh well. Maybe we're just little. We'll shits. take it though. I think <laughs> ungrateful little. Shits. Luckily for him, the squad is really diverse, and we have those other options. Yeah. Um, I think maybe sometimes Carl likes to go with Tommy for just the experience and leadership that he maybe brings. Yeah. He seems to like from more reports. He seems to get along really well in the squad, and they all look like. They're having a good, having a blast together, so yeah. that's yeah. good, I guess. We like it's not like he's bad for morale or, so, or anything. Exactly, There's it's no just his um, his contribution on the pitch um, is pretty lacking sometimes. And you know, we talk about games like Macarthur last week could have been a very different story. Um, he scored the first goal where he tried to score the header, yeah. But yeah, then he, he you know, has those chances where you're like. If that's McLaren or if that's, you know, Barisha or if that's mm. any other top striker, even like someone like Wenzel Halls, you're watching thinking that's, that's going to be a goal. Yeah. And with him, you just don't have that confidence that's that what he's going to score. That's what I think with Motore strikes a ball. I think, oh, that, that'll be a goal. It's going to be a goal. Yeah. This guy's going to score. Yeah. Uh, but you just don't get that confidence. No, with Tommy. From Tommy. Even though he can hit him. Like we just saw that free kick he hit. That's a great free kick. Yeah. And I, I think what I'm really enjoying the last couple of weeks is um, the power dynamic between Goodwin and Urich. They seem very happy to allow each other to take on chances um, yeah. when they say that they're... I mean, the penalty, obviously, that, that was great to see Tommy give it up to Goody. And then this as well. I mean, that's Goodwin's spot. Yeah. That sort of balance, I think, across the board in this squad is what we love at the moment. Shows a huge respect amongst one yeah. another. And that probably feeds into what you're saying about Tommy in the dressing room too. Yeah, he, yeah. he seems well apart and, and up th- for this fight. I think it reflects why I was saying to you earlier when we watched the mini the mini match that um you know, you see uh we seem to be a really good team with we probably don't have the best individual players in the competition, but we just have a really good team, a really good understanding of what everyone's role is and what the absolute bare minimum is requirement is yeah the bare minimum requirement yeah you know um it's that old adage they are playing for each other they are they literally are playing for each other you you saw how fucking psyched they were with the second goal oh that like yeah we say this every week how pumped they are when we score goals (laughs) like they're very excited children when they score fucking (laughs) love it but it's not like a it's not like a um (laughs) i hate to bring up arsenal again but 
you know when you see Arsenal score a goal and they're like you know one nil up against like fucking Brighton or something and there's like six dudes dancing and jumping around and all having a laugh and a good time I can see Uber now the Adelaide celebrations are always like super fucking pumped like they want they yeah. want to go score 10 more <laughs> and I, I just love that I fucking love that just as each less uh, like as like a younger and younger more excited face enters the camera as they come to join each other each guy that comes is more excited than yeah. the last and it's not like a, so much a celebration of like happiness it's a Fuck yeah, we're good. Let's yeah. keep being good. It's a pure expression. Let's of go success. score more. Yeah. Uh, would be a miss not to mention Jordan Elsie's goal as well. He doesn't score that often, so when yes. he does. The King of the North. King of the North. The King of the North. Did he chuck out the old Emu celebration? Nah, because we were 2 0 down when he scored. It's fair, but he still should have thrown and up. Why one. did you just say Emu? That's how you pronounce it. Emu. Emu. You're not American. Emu farm. When did you go, you know, American on me? Human. <laughs> Puma. A Puma. <laughs> now, uh, the emu celebration. He's tucked it away. That's why I would love to... If he gets a winner or something, we'll see the emu, I reckon. Okay. We better. Cup final. <laughs> we'll tell him. Yeah. I'm going to message him. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Jaddy Yellow. Next time you score, we better see a fucking emu. <laughs> but yeah. Post in the Mawson Lakes community group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Good result. Yeah. We we'll move on to that. the next one. We'll move on to... Uh, should we... There was another very big A-League game this weekend that was very entertaining. <laughs> Would you call it a game? <laughs> <laughs> you have to. Um, 11 of them showed up. I don't know about the other 11. Yeah. Oh, fuck. What a How spectacle. good was it to see Melbourne Victory get absolutely shit mints like I that? Just... <laughs> <laughs> they got wrestled. Yeah, that's Skewered. a pro- proper wrestling. If yeah, they got wrestled. Well, it was a sausage roll plus one, so... Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, we both flicked it on funnily enough at 4-0 and saw three well, goals in three minutes <laughs> so I was I was at work and I just heated up my dinner to go on my break I sat down put the game on and it was it was like 80 minutes in and it was 4-0 I was thinking haha wicked <laughs> exactly what I thought they're getting oh look at this Melbourne Victory are getting fucking pumped again and then I had one mouthful and then Melbourne City scored and then I was like, oh my God, that's 5-0. How good is this? And then I went to take another mouthful, 6-0. <laughs> and then I went, I had a sip of my water oh. and they scored again. <laughs> 7-0. <laughs> <laughs> it was like... I, I literally ran upstairs to tell my housemate, they just conceded a fifth and I came back down. And I was like, it's They six. just conceded a sixth. I went oh, to it message was... a friend. It's six, fucking seven by the time seven. the message sent. That was ridiculous. They were um, pretty identical goals as well. How good. They are just... And we were talking uh, on the back of that. We started talking in our uh, text about how, how is Brebner still in this job? Oh, my Lord. And there's the argument of, you know, maybe we don't have anyone to replace him with. But I think that went out the window ages ago. It should have been. As soon as Popovich got sacked from Xanthia, I don't... Xanthi? Yeah, well... Is. But even then, like I, I think it does. I don't think it even matters if there's no one to replace him. That that does matter at first, for the for a little while. Yeah. You go for a little while, going, oh, we've, we don't really have anyone to replace him with. We'll stick with him. But then it reaches a point where you're like, fuck, it's just gonna kill everyone's morale if we don't get rid of him. Yeah, exactly. And especially after. There's remember, no rescuing it. Remember when we played Melbourne Victory and Archie Thompson was just like, oh, JP's back. JP, assistant coach. He's JP, rescue he's gonna rescue everything. Well, they had him there. Why didn't they fucking make him coach? Exactly. And he's What's not, he done? He's not even the caretaker. Nothing. No, they've... They no. brought... Matt Keane is going to be the caretaker. Yeah, they're, they're fucked. But that's, they're, that's even like with the Mourinho situation. They just put in charge two nobodies. Two guys I've never fucking heard of. And they're just like, oh, fuck it. We'll just roll with it. He should have gone after that. He should have gone before those run of three games where they played City, us, Sydney. Yeah. The first time they lost 6-0 to City. Yeah, yeah. Because then you would have avoided a lot of this, I think. Incredible. It just <laughs> I saw a quote from Rudy Gestead that said he was going to be better than Toivonen. And every time I see it now, <laughs> I've saved it to my phone. So I look at it. It's in my, it's my um, I'm wallpaper. A, I'm really happy with how Gestead's worked out after the way... When they signed him, remember I messaged you at the start of the season and said he'll be shit. He will be shit. Good in the air, but nothing else. Yep. What's he going to do? Unless they fucking lump balls up in the air to him in the box. Which somehow they can't do. They cannot do the most basic oh, functions of a football even team. Even if they could, like, it, that's 
fucking massively disrespectful from Gestet on... Toivonen. Obviously on <laughs> Toivonen, but... <laughs> but also just on the quality of defenders in our league. Exactly. Like, do you, you thought you were just going to walk into this league and just bang goals in with your noggin every week? Exactly. Man, Fuck off, man idiot. Man can even roll the championship. Fuck off. He's going to come here and play well. Toivonen was a World Cup scorer. Toivonen played in the World Cup and scored. Who's this guy? Scored for Villa. Wicked. What a joke. Fuck off. Yeah, I've got to run for Bristol City. Shut up. Wicked. So this there you go. This could not happen to a better side. I saw a lot of commentary after the game, like, and this happens every time uh, they lose. We need a strong Melbourne victory. No, we fucking do not. Look how much better the league is when they're on the bottom. Look, people are saying it's the best A-League season in years. And why do you think that is? The only thing um, a good Melbourne victory brings to the league is their fickle support will come out <laughs> and they get big crowds and they make a lot of noise and the atmosphere is really good. Yeah. But I can live without that and see them on the bottom happily. Well, what we don't need them to be good. What made me happy? It's a stupid myth. Was seeing the remnants of the North Terrace so pissed off and upset that it scared the players into not coming over to <laughs> console them. Or they were waving anything. them over, weren't they? They were waving them over, yeah. But also, you know, spinning. And it's a thing. Shit. <laughs> yeah, classic. Allegedly, it was like the other week when Barbarossa scored for Sydney against him. Oh yes. And the, oh, the Melbourne Victory fans showed their class by all throwing bottles and drinks onto the pitch. Yeah. It's and then they go, oh, we get treated so badly. Yeah, why, why won't they let us stand up in our Why are the police area? always harsh on us? Which they are, you know. They that's are, a separate yes. issue, yes. yes. But you're not helping yourself yeah. when that's how you act. Just be kind for a little bit, basically. But yeah, they, that, that thing at the end of the game with the Melbourne fans. That was hard to watch. Calling over the players to come and have a chat or whatever. We've seen mm. that go on in... Um, I don't know if you've ever seen it anywhere, but I've seen it happen a bunch of times in yeah. Dortmund. Especially where they had, they had that run where they um, it was a year that where they finished second and won the cup, and then the next year they Didn't they finished ninth or something. No, they ended up recovering to get a Champions League spot. Oh, but yes. they were in yeah, the rele- they were in the relegation zone mm. at the halfway point of the year at the break. Yeah, and they were um, yeah, the fans were ropeable, but they were calling them over, and players would just go over and talk to them, you know, talk to their fans. We never talked about the 50 plus one thing in the opening segment, but that could have something to do with it as well. Because uh, they feel they owe it to the fans because they have a stake in the ownership. Yeah. So they feel compelled to go over there and confront them because they're almost, yeah, well, in a sense, they're yeah. bosses, in a sense. Essentially, yeah. German clubs are kind of, kind of fan-owned, so mm. fan-run at least. So you are responsible so, to those people yeah. that are asking you to come over and have a conversation. Yeah. So, Although we have seen, um, I think it was Shannon Cole got into a fist, got into a fist fight with the Western Sydney Wanderers, the Red and what are they called, RBB. Yeah, I guess it depends how you go over there. Yeah, <laughs> different no, strokes. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'd like. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a bit gutless, and it didn't look great. It didn't look great. At least someone could have gone over there. I mean, what do you? Showed, I mean, well, their captain had been sent off in extraordinary circumstances. So who's leading the captain. way? Huh? Captain. Yeah, Dama Traore was captain. Was he? Where yeah. was Where was Broxham, the little shit? Is he injured? Or is he retired? Or is he just shit? Is he hiding? Rigged or know. shit, Lee Broxham's career. <laughs> Lee Broxham's career, rigged or shit? Has to be shit. Has to be rigged. It has to be rigged because there's no one... For the longevity No way someone that thing. shit can play for this long. It's rigged. It's Lee Broxham's whole so career rigged. is rigged. <laughs> it's but anyway, Dama Traore's red card. What the fuck is he thinking? And why does he think... If he grabs the referee's arm, that the referee won't. Re- it. If I just hold your red card in your pocket, you can't give it to me. Like, exactly. If I don't see it, it hasn't idiot. happened. It's like hide and seek where you close your eyes. No. No. You haven't found me. You I haven't can't found see me. You. I can't see you. I can't see you. You can't see me. It's so Fucking childish. Ridiculous. Uh, has, is he going to serve a ban or what? I haven't seen the tackle, to be fair. I don't know if it was a red or not because I haven't seen it. But if you are getting a red, you can't. Yeah. Just fucking take it, man. Have your words, you know, but you physically grabbing the referee like that I can't I don't think I saw the challenge now either yeah nah yeah whatever whatever they were Fuck already Melbourne. losing <laughs> it was they were consigned to a defeat regardless alright should we move on from the A-League we should love the A-League should have any other football oh I'd just like to point out quickly Perth are 10th and yeah. that just okay I love that so much I like it too I'd just like to keep bringing it back that's fair next next <laughs> Uh, did you watch anything over the weekend? Or? I watched Arsenal. 
Yeah. That's about it. It was nice to see Plucky Underdog getting getting a point right at the death. Yeah. I did see a bunch of other. I did watch, um, I watched over some minis and stuff at the uh, West Ham Newcastle. Um, West Ham proving everything game. that I said to be true. Ah, uh, just, I mean, they didn't lose this game because they're bad or, be, well, a little bit because they're bad. <laughs> I guess what I mean is they didn't lose it because Newcastle were better than them. Yeah, no, no, no. They literally, like, Fabianski has been excellent all year and he's just gifting goals to Joel Linton, who... Who, his, to be fair, he needs Speaking them. of rigged or shit, Joel Linton's career oh, is dude. borderline rigged. At least his Premier League career. <laughs> I, <laughs> he is shit. I've been enjoying watching uh, Lan Saint-Maximin coming back into yeah, his, form. Yeah. Last week he was very good. I thought he was uh, lively again. Really, he's he's massive in Newcastle, staying up this season. Yeah. Um, but the the fight back by West Ham is actually, it was good to see. But again, I don't. I think it was what you just said, but on the reverse, West Ham weren't that good. Newcastle just did not know how to hold that lead. No, they didn't. Um, definitely very missed opportunity for West Ham there. Oh, for sure. Massive missed opportunity, especially with um, some um, other teams dropping points this week. I do want to say as well because <laughs> some people have noted. That we, um, we've shit on Newcastle a lot. Yeah, we have, have. you noticed? We, yeah, we yeah, ha- we, we have. have. But they, I think it is. It's <laughs> for them to blow the two 0 lead, but then to come back and get a winner is good. So, I guess so. Good on them. <laughs> I guess they earned the third goal. Maybe it wasn't gifted to them. The third well, goal. They earned that one. What made me laugh is I thought it looked like Bruce was <laughs> praying in the second half. With the, <laughs> it was literally he had the rosary beads out. He's doing hail marys. Ah, uh, rigged or shit. Steve Bruce still managing <laughs> Premier League teams. It's just so uninspired. He has such an eclectic group of attacking players. If any, you know, if you had any sort of manager in there with some sort of like, I don't know, out of the box thinking, I reckon yeah. you, you would make that front wilder. Forward. Yeah, or yeah. Uh, uh, Hassan, what's his um, name at Southend? Hassan Hutu? Yeah, or um, who's the the Brighton manager? Oh, um, <laughs> uh, Boya? Uh, no. No, what's his name? It's something English. Whatever. I want to say Hopper. Hooper. Hooper. Hyper. Hopper. I don't know. It'd be Someone Google something. it. Um, but Someone Google it. Potter. Graham Potter. Potter. Graham Potter. <laughs> Hopper. <laughs> How did we forget But Potter? no, so he's got this situation at Brighton where he looks like a very good coach, gets them playing this great kind of style, attacking style as well, but he doesn't have the fucking players for it. No. Newcastle kind of have the players. But they keep hiring duds. Yeah, <laughs> but they keep hiring sense. duds. When I say Newcastle have the players, I mean they have the players in an attacking sense. Yeah, they have no um, defenders. Their defence they... is shocking. So Bruce only has that to work with, I guess, but you know he could be doing more with that attack. Oh, hell yeah. It's, it's, cut. it's enigmatic, man. I love yeah. watching them line up. Especially when you've got... Um, so there you go, Newcastle. Go after Potter. There's a little pump up. Yeah, you just yeah. need to change... Well, they know this. They don't need they us know. to tell them. <laughs> I'm going to sit here and tell Newcastle fans what they need to do. But it's almost, um, it's almost in a similar vein to Leeds, where Leeds decided not to go out and sign good players, but go out and sign the absolute best manager we can afford. And we spent all our money on a manager, and it worked. Yeah. And he turned a bunch of bang average players into you know, Premier League mid-table athletes, basically. Yep. So that's probably the, the you route go. you should be yeah. trying to explore. Uh, but I will say, thank you for scoring up my multi this week, Newcastle. Mm. That's all I can fucking rely on them for. <laughs> nah. Nah, it was a good win. It was an engaging game as well. I enjoyed it. It was a good watch. Yeah. Speaking, um, of, speaking of Brighton, they were quite handy this morning as well. Um, there was a couple of really good attacking plays. The way that they pushed... High up into the opposition's half, won the ball back really quite often. Did you see Welbeck hit the post with a twenty yeah. yard stunner? Yeah. That would have been great got, if it crashed they in. They got a little bit battered in possession, but as always, like Brighton mm. do create chances because of like Potter has them playing this style where they do um they do try to attack and they do try to play the game and they try to score goals, they're yeah. just not very good at it. No, exactly. No, yeah. exactly. But it, no, it's fine. I'd much rather teams do that. Then uh, barely cling on to survival and go down anyway. Yeah. Uh, any other Premier League you wanted to comment on from this week? Uh, just um, personally, Leeds unbeaten in five after playing um, yeah. Liverpool, Chelsea, and Man City in that run. Pretty happy. Pretty pleased with Leeds United. Fair. Uh, and our politics. Lots of good uh, very, uh, during the week. We are polar opposites this week with our clubs. 
It's just, yeah, we also drew one all, but <laughs> I don't even care that they drew one all anymore. Well, when yeah. I say we, they, they drew one they all. They drew one all. They. Are we going to try and find you a new club? Uh, no. Nah. You know, one, a Maybe. New one? We could draw League 2 teams out of a hat into a cup competition. Oh, that would be fun. And flip a coin to you, see who wins. And you know what we through. could do? We could put them... Um, we I might take them, Plymouth Argyle. We could put them all on FIFA and let Sim all yeah, the Yeah, we could Sim a little FIFA comp and... We could find Sam a new team by doing that. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Simmer football manager season, see who wins. I'd, I'd, if I had to pick one, I'd be looking at Plymouth. <laughs> They're my go-to on FIFA All for right. career modes. Plymouth Argyle. We'll do a Plymouth rundown next week. <laughs> we'll do a Plymouth rundown. Shout out to Plymouth. If they could kit up our man Sammy here. You watch these fuckheads go and try and join a Super League. <laughs> <laughs> league 2 Super League. Plymouth and... Uh, the breakaway crew of League Two. Tranmere. Tranmere might not even be League Two. I might have just upset someone. There was a lot of people talking about buying Tranmere shirts after Liverpool uh, joined the ESL, and uh, I thought yeah. that was fucking quite funny. Yeah. Yeah, someone on Twitter I hope, tweeted at them, can you, um, can you cancel my Tranmere shirt, please, after Liverpool have decided out of the ESL? And they're like, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You're buying our shirt now, mate. Yeah. At least someone made some money out of all of this. All right. Um... <laughs> I think that's about all the actual football. I believe you had a few talking points you wanted to get to. Yeah, did you Just see, to finish off. Just the, the ridiculousness of TV rights in Australia and the yeah. story of the mid-20s Western Sydney man buying the Champions League rights yeah. a couple of months ago came out. I think it was $20 million each season over three seasons I or something. I think so. Or $20 million over yeah. three. It, obscene amount of money. For an organisation called Sports Flick, something that they uh, caught Optus off guard, didn't they? They really did. Yeah, they Optus came in didn't and, think there was any rivals for it. No, because if Fox Sports and SBS aren't bidding, yep. I mean, you would think you're a shoo-in. Yeah, uh, probably their only contender was Stan. But yeah, this guy somehow, I mean, he had no proof that he could raise the money. The, the only sports on Sports Flick are like Serbian rugby and shit like that. Yeah, it's really obscure. It's really bizarre. It's really We weird. did talk about it a little bit when it happened yeah. on here, but yeah. Uh, as of today, he's pulled out, funnily enough. Who would have thought the <laughs> uh, guy that we didn't know had money couldn't front the money? There you go. So now the Champions League rights are back up for grabs. Um, and with that comes a really unique opportunity for Stan Sports, who are uh, in deep discussions with Football Australia about taking on the A-League and the W-League. What do you think about our sport being hidden behind a streaming package, paywall streaming package? Uh, terrible. I mean, it is now. It's not ideal, is as it? As it is. It's never been ideal. At least it's on cable in a sense that people have Foxtel. Yeah, Stan I Sports guess is if we want to be consistent, it's all the same. Like, we want to shit on Sky Sports. We've got to do the same here with Fox. We don't oh, really, yeah. I didn't you know mean, what I mean? I didn't mean in that sense. I meant more if we're just looking purely from uh, whether or not it's going to improve the, um, I guess, the like the telecast of the league. Yeah, unsure. No idea. Well, the telecast at the moment is fucking average. It's true, actually. Because uh, Fox have cut week. down all their money on Fox broadcasting. Like they're The commentators don't even come to Adelaide. No. They do it in a studio, in a box in Sydney, and they have Robbie Cornthwaite on the sideline in Adelaide talking and it, to them. And it sucks, because I miss seeing zappers and harps out the front of Rocket Bar at two in the morning <laughs> on a match night. But yeah, they, um, uh, Stan Sports is an interesting one. Because what have they got now? Super League Rugby. They've, they've got Super Rugby. Super Rugby. Which yeah. is, that was the old Super 14 mm-hmm. Rugby, which is now became Super 15, and now it's just Super Rugby, which <laughs> nobody watches. Sounds very similar to a certain nobody, European Super League. That's no, very different. <laughs> nobody watches. Why is that? It's just... Uh, it's just not a... It's only... There's a team in... Do you even know how many Australian teams are in it? Uh, I can't even tell you anymore, I'm gonna to be honest. I'm going to say four. I think there's a team in Melbourne. There's a Melbourne Rebels. Yeah. There's a team in Canberra, a team in Sydney. There's a team in Canberra. Yeah, ACT Brumbies. Oh, that's who they are. Team in in Queensland. The Force. Got the Reds, the Waratahs. I don't know if there's a Western Force still. I don't know. Western Australia, they might have folded, but who who knows? knows? But it's just not a big deal at all in the rugby world. South Australia. (laughs) No. In Australia in general, rugby is just in a lot of strife, so. But that's what Stan Sports have, so. I would just wonder, uh, is Channel 9 actually up to investing in the game to broadcast it properly or surely not? Like where? I don't think anyone is. This is the and uh, I don't think anyone really wants to either. This is the thing because you have to create your own package. This is why sports yep. 
this is why television is so important. And like, there's a lot of calls for the A-League to have its own streaming package and to just go alone and produce your own matches. Yeah. That takes a lot of fucking effort. A lot. a lot of money. Yeah. You need no a one, hell of a lot of investment. Where does that happen anywhere in the world? I can't think of any off the top yeah. of my head. Probably nowhere. Nowhere. Um, I think, I don't know about the A-League, but in terms of the national team, uh, what, are our nas- what are our national team games broadcast on at the moment? It's still Foxtel, I'm pretty sure. Just Foxtel. But they get simulcast on Channel 10 or something. There is a free... ABC? I don't think it's ABC. I think no. ABC has the Matildas because it's a women's sport initiative. I, th- I think the Socceroos have been on uh, Channel 1 or whatever it is. HD, 1HD or whatever it is. I think our, I can't remember. our national team... It's been so long since I've seen a game. Our national team across codes should be accessible on free to air. Has to be. We always consider ourselves such a sporting nation, you know, Australia, but yet um, the opportunity to view your country play cricket and play rugby and play soccer, football, is very heavily limited on whether you can afford to buy Foxtel or KO or exactly. subscribe to something. Exactly. Um, that's not really right. It really plays into the uh, egalitarian. I, I can understand. I understand why it happens for the like for something like the A League. They look for a kind of a paywall thing because those whoever bids for it, obviously that money goes into the to the league. Yes, you know, and yep. the league does need the money. It's true. I mean, know? it doesn't need to pay. But for the national team, yeah, you know, we should be watching the Socceroos on free to air. It should be on where the ABC. everyone can watch it. The ABC it should be on the ABC. Yeah, that was a. We talked about that book before, the John Nichols book. Mm. Nicholson, can we have our football back? And he talked about um, the sport being sports being like on um, the BBC. Yeah, like everything should be on the BBC. It's a ITV. You know, these are sports for the people. Put them on where people can watch it. I can't believe you're still depriving us of this single basic nature of watching our national team. It's supposed to be a unifier. Yeah. A common yeah. Yeah. So I don't, yeah, I'm not a subscriber that the A-League has to be on the same, in the same package or on the same network as the Socceroos or whatever. It can no. be a separate product. It, it can be separate, be. yeah. But at the bare minimum, the national team should be on free to air. Yep, every yep. game. What else you got? Uh, just one last thing. It was pretty sad. Speaking of free to air television, um, RIP to SBS is the world game. Just... Yes. I mean... I hadn't even considered this given the... I the know, week we've had a lot has happened um, for this to get I mean it's not completely dead it's just been absorbed into a wider sports network and SBS because they're cutting shit obviously. yeah yeah but do you remember the days when on Sundays on SBS oh in the afternoons in summer especially would just be world cup or world game coverage soccer coverage from like 11am or midday right through to 6pm yep Sometimes they went through league. a phase where they'd show a, a full Premier League match of the week. Yep. Um, I remember those. That's where I first saw soccer yeah. played on SBS. Flicked on Same. and saw that Arsenal game. Same. Rest is history. Um, uh, yeah, and they'd have they'd cover all the leagues. They'd have the highlights of all the games that happened. It was just Spain, it was Italy, brilliant. Germany, yeah. France, everywhere. They'd they did like the, everywhere. The Champions League magazine show. Oh, it was so good, the Champions yeah. League magazine. Hosts like, uh, obviously, Les Murray was on there. Yeah. Craig Foster. Yeah. Daddy Johnny Warren. Johnny Warren. Um, uh, Francis Waratifi. Francis Waratifi. Yeah. Tony Palombo. Yes. Yeah. yeah. As a big Serie A fan, Tony Palombo. Um, yeah. Some great names on the SBS panel yeah. over the years. So that's, that is kind of sad. It's um, very sad. Um, it's, it really is the end of an era of... I, I guess it's like that's old... It's it's old yeah, medium yeah. of information dispersion, isn't it? It is. Um, we had to tune in uh, on a Thursday night at 10 p.m. to I watch think, the Champions League highlights because there was no other way to see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think if the... Um, it depends how they go with social media from here. You'd think they'd probably... They, surely they can still run some sort of uh, world game page. Yeah. Although it's gone, it's gone massively downhill. downhill because like everything else, they all subscribe to the clickbait kind of... Uh, yeah, attitude or trying to fool people. Strategy, in the scene, I guess. Should. Strategy, not attitude. Um, yeah. So that's another broader issue. Where I mean, like we're saying with production value, it costs a lot to create your own content, but that's where you're going to get the most views. So it's a zero sum game if you're going to cut out production. Yeah. 
But yeah, that, I just I thought of everything this week, even with the ESL, that was probably one of the sadder things to happen. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's the end of an era. End of an era. On that bit of nostalgia, should we uh, get the fuck out of here? Yeah, we can probably wrap it up. So uh, remember what we said, go out, support your local clubs, get down. Yes, please. MPL, amateurs, A-League, whatever. Just you, support gonna sh- your local football. You going to shout out Friday night? Uh, no, I won't shout out. Nah, it's okay. There's a, there's a couple of good FFA Cup games yeah, on good, this week, guys. Good FFA Cup round this week. Great chance to get out and watch local football. Yes, to see so. amateurs mix it with the semi-pros. It's actually really good fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Should we leave it there? Happy days. Fuck the big six. <laughs> Fuck the big clubs. <laughs> Fuck the Super League. <laughs> Fuck them all. <laughs> Goodbye. See ya.